Today on our show, we are <laughs> <laughs> counting down the top 10 pop songs of the 21st century because it took me 23 years to find 10. I should mention Pop's Tail songs. Pop songs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Everything's popular, Cuntington Bear. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm hitting the music. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, <laughs> welcome to episode, what episode is this, Paul? 440. I want to say seven. seven. Yeah, 447 <laughs> of the Countdown Podcast. What a podcast. Why don't you listen to so anything else? Sorry. <laughs> my name's Wayne. And my name is Paul. Welcome to the show. We can down stuff in order of awesomeness. And about once a month, or in this case, it's been a couple of months since we lasted this, we do a music episode. And typically, the music episodes, with the exception of B Dizzle, who was on from the We Watch the Thing podcast. Oh, yes, oh, yes. We did a bit of an indie countdown one. That one did very, very well for the show. So thanks to B Dizzle for that. Typically, they don't do that well. For yeah. some reason, people don't like hearing us talk about our shit taste of music. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> There's one massive exception, though. It was our top 10 pop songs of the 90s, which, to my utter regard and surprise, jumped into our top 10 downloaded episodes of all time over the last month. Because pop is pop, Paul. Yeah, so... I know you cool kids like your indie music, yeah. but the rest of us are pop people. So I thought, bugger it, let's go back to the well. Yes, we'll see if uh, this is a, a genre thing or that was just a one-off aberration. No one listens to this episode. Yes, absolutely. So here we are, and I thought, can't do 10 years because I don't like this. That's stuff. right. Now, we should mention, ladies and gentlemen... This is Wayne's Jam. There's a couple of weeks in a row been my jam. Today is definitely Wayne's Jam. My list is going to be... Pathetic by comparison. Not so much that. I actually think I'm really interested to hear what Paul Paul's view on pop music is, and indeed what pop music he's heard, and indeed what he thinks pop music is. Because last time we did this, oh. I got a, I caught a lot of heat because I actually followed the brief. No, and you didn't. Everything that was pop music, i.e., ev- popular, <laughs> came on my list, right? So things that were might have been grungier or whatever. So why I'm saying is this time I've actually gone with pop styled music. Thank God. All the music you hear is poppy and just like that sugar babe shit. Where it's it's happy, right. jaunty music. All right, first of all. How would you like to suck my balls? <laughs> Second of all, last time around you had things like Nirvana on a pop music list. That is pop music, can't hold. Look, not, Arthur Cantarelli. The entire we just fucking this <laughs> the community banded behind me and savaged your list because they all agreed it was way off brief. Well, I think you'll know why it was the tenth most downloaded episode because of my fucking. Oh, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe because of the banter. But anyway, I played today with a very, very straight bat. I could have gone down the... Oh, it's in, um, Maybe one of my songs is borderline indie pop. Borderline. But everything else <laughs> is straight up pop songs. They were in charts. They were high on billboards. They were high on whatever else. They were popular. And they had that boop, 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 boppy bullshit <laughs> like you just heard there. Some of which... For the record, indie pop <laughs> is a fucking misnomer. It cannot be indie and pop. Okay? It's oh, just fucking Again, by your shit. definition, which is apparently pop is only pop, this. But yeah, exactly. So. Anyway, <laughs> as you can tell, this is a bone of contention. Contentious as hell! So let's get into it on the other side of this segment, which kicks off, well, most of our shows. It's called The Recount. Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? Who? The recount is where we talk about crap that everyone said. Paul, what, are, what crap uh, did it say? And for, for the record, pop song. Who let the dogs out? Oh, sure. Yeah, That's sure. I don't think it's from two thousands. Maybe oh, I could just roll with that. Yeah, I'll tell you what, our version of it would get pretty popular too if we released it. <laughs> <laughs> Put that one out there. Uh, all right, then we're going to do 
Two weeks ago, we did the top 10 goriest films of all time in honor of Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I went to the Facebook community and said, all right, you folk, who had the more superior list? And as you might imagine, Wayne, given it was my jam and not yours, it mm. was a bit of one-way traffic. You garnered a whole six votes. Woo! I got 32. Personal low. Personal so low for me. It was that might actually be your lowest. That said, you got a vote from Chris Yeeney, who said... Um, He's a nice guy. He <laughs> says, it's actually poor, but voting Wayne for having saved and private Ryan. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. And then Stephen Burns tried to, to rally the troops for you, saying we all need to vote bomb for Wayne in protest of Paul <laughs> not commenting when Wayne picks over in private I can't Ryan believe neither of us at number seven appalling so yeah, you, yeah. it's good to know you didn't do it deliberately so that might I take away some of uh, Stephen's <laughs> goodwill there Jared Demeza mate said uh, look peas of a pod you and I Paul Wayne Aruzu I love you but you're you're a little bitch yeah oh, you <laughs> which was very very and I came funny. back saying I'm comfortable with that <laughs> uh, Mina Harker aka Dan said voting for Wayne Aruzu because he's not disturbed <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was very Thanks, funny. D. George Conaway said, looks like you'll be able to, uh, able to identify that voting block this week. I, anyone who voted for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Wayne voting block member. Chad Fackler said, I'll say Paul had the goriest set of movies by far, but really, dude, who hurt you as a child to be that screwed up? I often ask just, myself this question. Just horrible movies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then lastly, Ben Burnham said, Paul started the episode with his impression of, I assume, a very badly constipated vampire, notwithstanding. <laughs> An easy vote for him this week. A truly gory list, rather disturbing, just listening to it. Wow. Mission accomplished. Thank yeah, you, everyone, you for the votes. I'll take that win and hand Wayne the keys to this week's list and uh, victory because... But you know how this works, Steal right? yourself. It's always like... The, well, not in that case. <laughs> I was but say, not always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but usually when it's not your wheelhouse, you get more more play. But anyway. All right. Look, there's a lot of music on this episode. I don't think we need to have another music break to get into it. So no, let's just... I think I should lead off yeah. and leave you to come home strong, Wayne. We'll see. My number 10 this week is a song which is the newest on my list. And it surprised me to learn from this Canadian... Apparently superstar, even though, okay, I know this and no other songs of his, that this came out in the summer of COVID and it was blasting out everywhere because people really got into it. Myself, oddly enough, included when I started a new job and it was playing in the radio that wasn't that far this one, outside, of my, outside of my office. And it was crowned recently the all-time number one song on the Billboard single charts, ousting Chubby Checker's 1960s hit The Twist. Wow. Wow. It's a synth pop classic, as called by this article here. And it topped the weekly Billboard Hot 100 for four weeks in April and May 2024, spending a record-shattering 90 consecutive weeks on that list. Hence, its overall ranking as oh, number one. It? It's Blinding Lights by The, the Weeknd. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a, good, it's, a, it's a good song. The first time you played it for you, I'm like, what up? Let's hear it, Polly. It's a good track. It's a good track. Paul it, once played that for me before his show. He said, you like this song? I said, I do like this song. So, absolutely. I think you're going to do fine here, Paulie, because all of my songs are, the. Uh, I should tell you this, in high school and through my life, no one can understand why I like stuff. You say this every time. It. You win about half the music episodes. <sighs> so. We'll see how it goes. But like... Um, yeah, I just like the beat. I like the... You know, it's, it's very... No, it's great. It's very what's easy on the ears. Easy very, on the ears. Nice to listen to. He's 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 killing it that he's weekend. Got a good guy. voice, yeah. And obviously, yeah, nails that particular song. If very good. if the Billboard charts are anything to go by, so that's one number ten. 
Bloodlines. Blind, okay, cool. My number 10. By the way, everyone, spoilers. There's no John Mayer on my list, okay? Because I don't believe... How does that need to believe? He is poppy and stuff like that, but he's. it's not the flavor of this particular list. Mine is pure, like, fucking... If, if, if I think a song is a perfect pop song, then it turns up on this list. And for me, you can't do a list like this without mentioning Tay-Tay. Ooh. Right? So I went through Well, this you can. Just that <laughs> we would be we'd be review bombed by all the uh, Swifties. Right. And and, and look, this is, there's a little kind of like political shit here because Taylor Swift and John Mayer dated and he he notoriously kind of left her. And so Taylor Swift fans hate Along John with Mayer. a bevy of other women. Well, you know. It's amazing happen. the linkage between <laughs> Wayne and his idol. I don't know what you're talking about. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you know, this is the thing, all right? So this is a Taylor Swift. Has, has John Mayer <laughs> dated a previous <laughs> a Singaporean girl group member? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, odds on, but anyway. Um, okay, so here it is. Last night, or maybe it was the night before, I spent, um, I would say, about an hour and a half going through every Taylor Swift song to say, which one do I like the best, okay? You got it wrong, by the way. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the one I like is called Style. Okay. Ironic. I know. I know. No, well, actually, well, no, Wayne, Wayne is an exceptionally stylish man. This is a well. I'm just saying that this is an a, a, an extremely 1986 sounding synth pop groove again, and it's full of hushed breath melodrama. But after he, it was either going to be this one, and I won't mention the other one because it might be on your list. It might be. But I absolutely love it. I love the guitar jangling. I love the whole thing. But this chorus really gets me, and I'm like, you know what? This is simple, but it's great. Let's hear some Tay Tay style, Polly. I don't hear guitar. It's at the beginning. Of dong, dong, oh. dong, dong, dong. Anyway, yeah. But yeah, love the song. Uh, and frankly, I love me some Tay-Tay. You know what, Polly? Going through all these YouTube channels, I saw her in concert. And you know how she made like $4 billion for that movie that she's making of her concert? Or oh, the one that's going eras or whatever? Is that what yeah, it's called? Yeah, whatever that's called. Apparently, right? it's just making a... It's making bank because she bypassed yeah. the studios to give it to the distributors. I'm actually thinking about seeing that because her, her, her concerts look amazing. Like the stuff she does, she fake dives into a pool and then the big screen behind her shows her swimming and then she comes up at the other, other end of the stage. Shit like that, man. I didn't know that was happening. So anyone who's a Tay-Tay fan out there probably no doubt knows this, but uh, yeah. I think good luck to you finding a ticket because uh, has she been here yet or is she coming? No, she's coming to Melbourne and that thing sold out All within 12 yeah. milliseconds. Yep. Yeah, lots of upset people. I've got Melbourne here. people calling me saying, do you have any line on tickets? I'm like, I live in Perth. Why? <laughs> she's like, I don't know. You seem like that guy. I'm Trying. We're destroying anything. Exactly. So there you uh, go. Well, uh, lazy 809 million views on that particular video. Right? On She's YouTube. bigger than fucking. And little side note here, which no one at home will realize, but uh, Wayne, you'll notice there's no adverts at the top of every one of those things because I finally forked out from oh my God, YouTube Pulse. Premium. Well done, old man. I've been only trying to get you for mm, eight years to do this. Anyway, Fantastic. So I might see a little bit of that dollar return today when Isn't I'm editing great? this. Isn't it great? Well, like I said, my daughter, however, is benefiting greatly. It's my favorite like service. All right. My number nine then moving right along comes from a one hit wonder. I think now I could be totally wrong. This is the only song of theirs that ever pinged on my radar. And it was their debut single from the American soldier, Niles Barkley, taken from their 2006 <laughs> album debut, St. Elsewhere. It's not, crazy. Another one hit wonder. <laughs> okay. But, but I've yeah. Never, I've never heard that <laughs> okay, again. No, this is a great song. Please. I think it's a good song. What I really like about it, upon reading about it, apart from actually just like the sort of dun, dun the start and the groove, oh. and the, the melody of who's the lead singer on it? 
Silo uh, Green. Silo Green, yep. I love all that shit. It's awesome. The fact that I heard that they sampled a line from film score from uh, Gian Piero Reverberi and Gianfranco Reverberi from the 1968 Spaghetti Western Django Prepare a Coffin. Mm, I didn't know that. And then they had to give them writing credits on it because it's such a the, the main sort of melody part Bro, from there. This song, when it came out, I don't know what happens, but it's so hard to do something new in music. And I'm not sure exactly how this, but when this came out, people were going, oddly, I've never heard anything like this before. Mm-hmm. Like it was, oh, it's yeah. slow slung, but it's heavy beat. And it's really amazing. This is actually probably the easiest song to play on the guitar. That's how easy wow. the song is. It's like okay. three chords, but it is amazing how they're producing it. I also love the fact that what this song is about, which according to Danger Mouse, got off on this tangent about how people won't take an artist seriously unless they're insane. Yeah. So we started discussing ways that we could make people think we were crazy. And so they took that conversation and made it into the song, which mm-hmm. they apparently recorded in one take. Wow. So they claim. Lightning in a bottle. I reckon we hear a bit of that now. Let's hear it. Uh, don't even need to hear the chorus. The chorus is great, but you know, if uh, if you ever, <laughs> I think this may be the most YouTube acoustic covered song on the planet. There are four hundred million so easy. acoustic covers on this song because it's so easy. So yeah, All nice right. work, nice work. Over to you. What's your number nine? Okay, my number nine is an artist who surprised me. Okay, now I'm no I'm no stranger to the boy bands, as many of you know. This particular artist came from a boys band called One Direction, and oh, he, here we go. No, but check this out though, right? This is purely organic because I used to, when I go to cafes and I hear music and stuff, I often Shazam whatever songs I sound is good because I'm very old now and I don't really listen to the radio. I don't think that anyone does. <laughs> but five songs in a row, I'm listening and I go, holy shit, this is amazing. And it's the same guy each time, Harry Styles. <laughs> Harry Styles is the bomb. Yes, I talked about it. This song Which here, one are you going for? This is called Music for a Sushi Restaurant, okay, right? I've never heard it. And, yeah, and that's because it's actually, the production on it is... There's actually heaps of horns in it, which you wouldn't expect for a pop song. But I absolutely adore it. It actually makes me happy, this song. Lots of his stuff that's come out. The last five songs he released are like just gold. This is the one that makes me the happiest. So it's also the most high production so one. So not the one about uh, eating out a woman. Watermelon Sugar? Yeah. That one, no, ironically. I don't really care for that one. Wow. But, but that's a previous album of his. This new one, Harry's House, I believe it's called, is his album. Is uh, it's, just full, it's just banger after banger. So... I like this one because I I imagine lights going off when the chorus happens. I don't know why. It's just great. Let's hear it. Music for a sushi restaurant. Harry Styles. Well, as my dad would say, <laughs> what is this noise you're subjecting us to? You don't to? like the horns? You don't right. like the, the whole string section? I don't know. What are you going to do? All right. Look, I love that fucking song. So, uh, love me some Harry Styles, too. There you go. Another guy I could go gay for. Add it to the list. There you are. Okay. Wow. Did not see that one coming. I told you, Maybe everyone, Harry Styles, but not that, gonna not that track. Everyone's going to shit on people, Clearly, people love Harry Styles. <laughs> people also love My Number 8. She has gone on to create a bit of an acting legacy for herself. This particular artist, but back in the early 2008s, she was sort of kind of a bit mysterious and a bit sort of out there and a bit different. Who could this be? 
and recently confirmed that what she managed to sneak onto this song was swearing and no one noticed it. Hmm. It's Poker Face by Lady Gaga. Oh, really? From 2008. You like Lady Gaga? Oh, I like, like this song. song. It I, is actually I also a good really song. like Swallow as well, but I couldn't quite fit that into the pop. Also ironic. Um, we <laughs> <laughs> um, no, th- this is Shallow. Shallow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Freudian slip from Paul there, everyone. Sure. Very rare. Um, I've actually, gone red. That's funny. <laughs> uh, but to be fair, this is a great song. I actually agree. Yeah, and so when she's singing, you keep thinking she sings. No, it's actually. Fuck her face. Really? The second line of it is: Listen carefully now. Right, you're about to you're about to have your minds blown, and you will never hear it differently ever since. By the way, Gaga has confirmed that this is true. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I heard it. There, there it, it is. is. There it is. Once you've heard it, you know it. Ah, nice one. Which is Very pretty, good. pretty fucking cool. And apparently, only one radio station in all of the world picked her up on it and censored the song. What? But no one else followed suit. Wow. Very there nice. There you are. So a bit of a bit of a catchy headbanger slash uh, groove one. Nice one. one to groove out to. Yeah. My number eight, Poker Face Wayne. Well done. My number eight uh, is indefensible, ladies and gentlemen. Not in any of these are, but this one is particularly heinous that I like this song. And it's one of those songs where I heard it the first time and loved it immediately and the world never You're alone. <laughs> I am, I'm absolutely alone. However, it is a big hit. But I should tell you this, Paul, little story. I was listening to this song not one week ago when I had a mishap with my automobile. I was trying to... That's right, you did tell this story. I did, yeah, I tried to get out of the motherfucking... <laughs> to me. To you, yeah. I tried to get out of this fucking like, tight intersection because there's a lot of cars coming. So I went straight and sort of yanked the wheel too much, headed straight towards an island in the middle of the road and hit it really hard, really fast, got a little bit of air, fucking just a good old boy. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Boom! <laughs> hit the jukes of hazard shit and fucked up a bottom panel of my car. <laughs> I thought you might have gone with the Fall Guy music, but oh, okay. that would have been great. Um, by the way, seen the trailer? No, I have seen the trailer. It looks oh, interesting. It looks interesting. Yes. Anyway, um, so yes, yeah, so this song, however, is um by none other than the Jonas Brothers. If you didn't think I loved cock before, now you know. <laughs> All right, but and, and Marshmallow. Marshmallow is yes the uh, Marshmallow is the is the um is the DJ who I guess produced the song. He's actually got a marshmallow helmet on his head. Yeah, I know who he is. Um, He's been on Fortnite. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Yes. Fuck, I didn't know who he was. There's a scheme you can have of him, and oh he played concerts a couple of times. God, it's a whole new world out there but uh, I maintain the actual chorus of this thing is so catchy and great that I just love it and ordinarily I'd be embarrassed about telling people this but you you're my people yeah you can judge me but I'm fine with that (laughs) let's hear a little fucking leave before you love me Can you just clarify what they were singing there? What the lyrics were? Um, I know the song is about rooting someone and run, run walking away. Rah. But I just, hey, look, I don't know. It's got nothing to no, do. No. It's, it's about the execution of the ah, song. How would you know? <laughs> <laughs> what a cunt! <laughs> but uh, that that aside, it's got the millennial whoop in it. Do you know what that is? No. That's when people go, oh, 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 or what? What in the song? That it's, sounds it's, a lot like a, uh, like every song you've ever heard. Kids on the block. Well, this one goes. Um, 
I can't remember. Right stuff. No, yeah, anytime you, you whoop, it's, it's it's in lots and lots of songs, and people do it for whatever. But yes, I love it. I love it. Okay, so. very odd. Um, much better than your last choice, so I'll, <laughs> I'll allow it. Also, do you think DJ Marshmallow, that really was the same guy who's wearing the stupid helmet in every one of these things, do you think he has really bad acne? Uh, if I was him... Because yeah. you're wearing this fucking sweat box on this your face the, the whole well, time? Dude, what about um, the, anyone who's done that in the past, who's got like this completely obscure face? Daft Punk. Yeah, Daft Punk. They could be anyone under that mask. That's true. And it's a little cool. Well, it also means that, yeah, you, I mean, it's like Dread Pirate Roberts. Uh, oh, yes, it is very Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> it could be anyone there. It might not be actually DJ Marshmallow. And Park. they're still getting paid. Yeah, I went to a Daft Punk concert once, and the whole thing was this electronica thing, and they all just turned up in their, in their fucking in their masks. Yeah, and I'm like, they're... and I think I got it, it was like, those are real artists. They really don't care who they, you think I think or they are. Or they weren't really the artists, and just other people went there and did that's their That's the shit. other thing. Yeah. If they've got people to, yeah, that's amazing. Conspiracy theory. That's right. There you are. All right, my number seven, moving away from that, and on to more music. This one, here's where I had my Tay Tay song, my Taylor Swift Ooh, song. What's yours? I just like the fact that this, I know that she's got this big track record of hitting out at John Mayer and other exes and, oh, yeah, in her songs, thing. but this time she's had to go at the press and all the haters. And uh, as far oh. as I'm concerned, it's the best song that she's ever put out. It's certainly the one that's most catchiest and I can't get past in my head. It's Shake It Off. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. Big question there, Wayne, is uh, are you going to get down to that sick beat? You know, ironically, <laughs> I love that song and I love, I guess I like me some Tay-Tay stuff, but like that sick beat thing is the worst part of that song. <laughs> when she starts talking, don't talk in the middle of a fucking song, everyone. Um, but like, that's a, it, it is great. It's a, it's a real toe-tapper, shall we say. You're going to win this one because people no, are not. They're being incensed at mine and they're like, yeah, you know what? Paul's was quite good. So there you go. Mm. It's all good. It's all good. I'm no, fine no, with no, it. No, no, and I'm quite happy to lose this one. Trust me. Well, look, by the way, Blank Space was the other one. That, that, Tay -tay? The, the Tay -tay that I like. See, and, again, I don't deserve um, to win because I don't know what that song look, is. Again, with the John Mayer thing, I'm Natalie Imbruglia on this show. Oh, that's one about John Mayer, is it? No. The, oh. That one's actually called Dear John. She actually wrote a song she called, just called it Dear John. Dear John. I know. Yeah, fair enough. Fuck. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, my number seven is, get this, everyone. Paul introduced me to this song. Oh, look oh, out. Oh, what? Look all right. out. Yes, we must have done an episode about anime or, or something or Korea. I don't know, right? But the song you put on the end of the episode, oh, which I only heard yes. at the end of the of the end of, the, of the, when I was listening back to so it. So now I got to give credit here to Marky Mark Ellis Reagans from the So Is It podcast because he's totally into this whole K-pop. Yes. Okay. Well, that's it. This and is and when we did whatever worked out. My like, oh, that's the Marky Mark song, so I put it on. Oh, great. Well, everyone, I'm sure if you know anything about us yellow folks, then you've heard of BTS. And I hadn't at the time. But then when Paul put this on the end of the, song, of the episode, I was like, that is a great fucking song. And it's called Dynamite by BTS. And I believe it's, well, it's the only one of theirs that I really, really like. So uh, check this shit out if you haven't heard it. I'm sure you have, though. Go ahead, Paulie. All right, here we go. Yeah, that's a banger. It's a banger, right? It's really good. And like, you know, side note, did you know that uh, Korea is well known for its facial skincare products? 
Uh, no. I didn't know this until my sisters told me, and a lady friend once ga- recently brought back all of this dude skin shit for me, uh, which I will give a try to. So, ironically, these kids all look like they're three years old, because <laughs> skin is <laughs> They so just look very young. They probably are very young. And, and I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure there's a bit of uh, camera filtering going on in there. But Plus Asian Dawn Reason. Yeah, that's So, it. you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> all right, very nice choice there, sir. Did not see it coming, but I'm glad you included it. It's a good, good song. Great job. My number six is the closest I've got to indiness on my list. Now, this song mm. received considerable attention after it was posted online in 2010 as a free download. Hmm. And it got the group a multi-album record deal with Columbia Records. It's called Pumped Up Kicks. No, it's st- it's electronica, but it's still Foster popular. The Kids. Yeah. yeah, that's a good song. Good song. Uh, and of course, the front man's name is Mark Foster. Hence the oh. Oh, Foster people. Sorry, Foster people. My Foster apologies. People. Pumped Up Kicks, and that's hence where the name comes from. Oh, good. What I like about this song is it's pretty dark when, when you actually hear what it's about. Uh, yeah, it is. So the lines in the chorus warn potential victims to outrun my gun and that they better run, run. Better faster than my bullet because it's basically about a guy who's. Gonna is go it about a school shooting? Yeah, he's gonna he's going to go and do. A school I thought shooting. so. I heard yeah. it going. This is fucking dark. Was that what it means? And the guy Mark Foster wrote, "I wanted to understand or said I wanted to understand the psychology behind it because it was foreign to me. It was terrifying how mental illness among youth had skyrocketed in the last decade. I was scared to see where the pattern was headed. If we didn't start changing the way we're bringing up the next generation, I think those words are very powerful. And as much as I when I say I like it, it's not because the dark undertones. Because this is raising awareness, and I wish. God, if I had a wish about this kind of thing, it would be that the rest of America would sit up and take fucking notice. Let me ask you this, though. If you write about this in a song and then release it in a song, are you really raising awareness or are you promoting it? No. It's a tough thing, right? Yeah. I, I, uh, you can't, I guess I got You can't hide away from these things and expect them to get better. I guess you're right. Okay. So Fair enough. Fair here enough. is a sample from 2010's Pumped Up Kicks. Clear there in that chorus. It's a funny thing though, because it's such a pleasant sounding song. Yeah. If you, you, you the lyrics might escape you. So you know, and, and absolutely did me. I can't pretend to like. Oh, only when it's like the fifth time I heard it, I'm like, is that about? Oh, so yeah, very tough. There we are, number six for me. Pumped up kicks by Foster nice the People. One. My number six is by an artist who I also think was underrated because he was so popular. But around the time this came out, which is like 2015. This song, I would say, it might have turned out to be one of the catchiest songs I've ever heard. It's Justin Bieber. Oh, God. Yeah, it's Justin Bieber. I can't get behind him as a person. Fuck. I don't know anything about him as a person. Um, he's dating one of Alec Baldwin's daughters, though, so I don't know. Um, the- <laughs> Bro, that's a pass for no, life away. It's not a pass. But I'll tell you this, though. Do you know of an artist, an Aussie artist named Skrillex? Have you heard of him? Yes. Yeah, he's like a really electronic... His stuff is... His song, his song he did called Bangarang, right? Which is actually awesome and... But it does sound a bit like a modem booting up. But it's okay. really, really good. Uh, he produced this song called Sorry by... Uh, yeah, it's called Sorry. Can it, can it, like, really sorry? It's, well, <laughs> the, the, I'll tell you this. The music video... Three, almost four billion views. Yeah, it's hugely popular. Now... Fuck me. Um, the music video contains women dressed in 90s fashion, which is wildly unattractive. But it actually yes. really, really works for the video itself. Uh, so, and he doesn't appear in the video, so it's kind of cool. Do you right? think the video 
adds to why this one is here on this list for you? Like, number, like is the video a part of it, or is it a case that the song stands? No, on the one? song stands on its own, but it's a great video too. Okay. I actually, I, I that wasn't way, an attack, by the way, because I'm about to say my next one is very much based around the video. Bro, now that you got YouTube Premium. You get free access to YouTube Music. Do and I? That is my music program. I don't use Apple Music, Spotify, nothing. Every song you listen to will have a music video on it by default. What? 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 And also, because you discover music on YouTube, it knows what music you like and skips. Yeah, you. I don't want to do that because my daughter will start messing with my algorithm. No, nah, she just gets access to YouTube Kids. You can just you can, you can block that no, just for no, her. You no, know what I'm saying? Anyway. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, yes, sorry by Justin Bieber. Let's give it a listen, Paul. Let's see what you think, kids. Here we go. Certainly, Poppy. Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, but I, I, the song it's also makes me happy. Just fucking Bieber and it shit. I <laughs> uh, see. That's the thing. He's prejudged, but I do believe he's actually a good artist. So these days, he can play an instrument now. All that's right. nice. Well, <laughs> glad you enjoy that one. All right, that's your number six. My number five is a band that was a virtual band, and it was created by a musician. Oh my god, is this my number Damon one? Damon Albarn yeah, and it is. artist Jamie Hewlett, which I just think is fascinating. Oh, it's insane that you could be so famous that you no longer have to. Show your face yeah. or any man's face. And Everything's so, animated. So yeah, so I can see why this is high on your list too. So I, might, I hope I'm not stealing the song. You might thunder. do. Let's, let's hear what it is. What is it? I'm going with Feel Good Ink. It's not. All right, cool. So great. So we'll but this to, is we'll a great get, song. We we'll get and to hear twice from the Gorillas. Basically, there. everyone loves this song. Where I, I really like. Everyone this song. said I've, this, I've never come across a song where every single person there's something in it for everyone. You might like the this. You might there's a little acoustic moment. There's a little this. Yeah. There's a lot of shit yeah, going right. on. But it's That's a great really good song. point that it does do a lot, a lot in the the relatively short time of this particular track. Came out in 2005. It's the lead single from the band's second album, Demon Days. We say band, but they're all just it's just all music video. They're characters. I saw a concert where. They and, the, and they are playing on a screen, like no, there were actual people on stage who were very tall and had the the mask of the uh, the ghoul and stuff on there. But I don't know if it was them, Paul. Apparently, so there's four fictional members on it. There's Murdoch Nichols, the bass guitar, two D the vocals and keyboards, Noodle guitar, keyboards, vocals, and Russell Hobbs on the drums. And when they tour, sometimes they do do graphics on a screen. Sometimes it's people wearing masks. And occasionally, it's just because eventually, as this went on, because they just released an album this year, so they're still going. But are they, do they play in live yeah, on a concert? They, they, I was so say, Damon Albarn is on stage. Yes, you just he, can't see. He him. does play sometimes in these concerts. So sometimes, so we don't know what's happening. Well, again, if you've got masks on or you've got computer-generated graphics doing the hard work, but it could it be just, anyone doing it, right? But is it just a fucking like? Is it just a Mac playing fucking songs? Don't know. I don't see. Don't that's know. weird. Regardless, this is a great song. It's very catchy. Here's a bit of feel good ink because it does make you feel good, even if it is about sort of. Herd mentality, criticism, isolation, escapism, and just shitting on sort of, yeah, the whole follow, follow the leader type stuff. Dead 
definitely my favorite part of the song. The, the way it, it changes so many times yeah, during the song, said. and each part is good, so it's a really tough one to sample. Yeah, and only three minutes forty as well. Oh, so yeah. there you are. We'll get to hear what uh, Wayne likes the best. Mm, by the way, in this, in this, the acoustic bit in that music video is a kid. Someone is one of the characters playing a guitar on a on a cliff face. Mm-hmm. That guitar is the same one I've got outside. Ooh. It's a baby Taylor. It's there awesome. You are. Anyway, nice. I like that. Okay, my number five is a song by someone called Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> Who I did not know. Infamous in my fantasy football circles. Is that so? Yes. Oh, because he, he was at the... Because a couple of years ago, he came to Perth and he was he went to the local place where we were watching the football. I wasn't there. I happened to be down south, but yeah, yeah. a whole bunch of the crew had gathered to watch the Anzac Day game. And Essendon versus there? Collingwood. And he was there and they hung out and got to talk with him That's and whatever else. That's fucking cool. Yeah, with, really, with his entourage, yeah. He's a really odd guy because he's like he's a really pudgy kind of like face tattoo kind of mm-hmm. dude, right? And I honestly thought he was a rapper, so I just disregarded him completely. Then it turns out he can sing. And then it turns out he can write. Then it turns out he can play. And then this song here called Circles. Yeah, okay. Is one of the best songs I've actually heard in like the last 10 years. And, and during lockdown, he did like this gig, like, was it Nirvana songs? I can't remember. It's whoever he played, he... He just did a bang-up job really? of covering as well. So he is a very talented individual musically. Oh, really? Mm. Um, yeah. I've recently had a girl the, that I used to work with. She's like 20 years old. She's like, oh, God, I can't believe you like that song, Wayne. Like, you know, it's so like... Uh, uh, and I was like, you may be 20, but I'm definitely cooler than you. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> so uh, Post Malone Circles. Let's take a here, Paul. Anything. The problem with that song yeah. is it sounds auto-tuned. Um, here's what happens. I'm I'm sure he is auto-tuning it, even though he's warbling in the middle. Oh, that kind of thing. Or maybe right? it's that. Maybe he's so good his voice is that it maybe sounds is, maybe isn't. But it wouldn't surprise me if it is auto-tuned. But for some reason I'm okay with it. It's weird. You know what? There's only there's only auto-tune isn't bad. Not to, not bad to sh- auto-tune is bad. Not to shit on your choice. I think yeah, it's yeah. a good song. That I like. No, no. But that's the thing though. It's like uh, yeah, auto-tune is bad if you notice it. So yeah. Here's one. My number four. Then, if I may move Please. on to that, is a song which. I I grew to like more and more, and I think actually it's very very much a you song more than a me song. Yeah, I okay. don't think it's going to be on the list though. Cause I don't know something about it which just doesn't quite get there. But the lyrical content makes me laugh about you all the time. Really, it's called "Get Lucky" by Daft Punk <laughs> <laughs> with Pharrell Williams and Nile Rodgers. Uh, this one. I just I, I think it's really catchy. It's really oh, no, fun. No, it is. It is. It is. And it's uh, it's just I don't know. It's got so many sort of different sensibilities in there, but it basically boils down to just being a kind of I love the chorus and like the way it just varies a couple of words each different line of the chorus Bro. and gives you a very different sort of. Let me rationale. tell you something. Pharrell is the is the musical equivalent of Teflon. He produced, wrote, and did Blurred Lines with Robin Thicke. All right, yep. And even in the music video, with his titties all over the place, the only person who got shat on was Robin Thicke. <laughs> right? He was fine. No one gave a shit. Oh, well, that's because he's related to uh, Growing Pains' Alan Thicke. <laughs> sure, maybe that's fine. Oh, that's that. I don't that's think he is. <laughs> No, he is. Oh, he is. That's he's, his son. He's, Robert, he's, he's Alan Thicke's son. Oh, he is. Did not know that. Dude. Okay, there you go. <laughs> thought I was going for a gag No, yeah. it's totally it's him. truth. He looks the same for Christ's sake. Look at Does him. He? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, please, so apparently this is not Daft Punk's most most uh, popular album, Random Access Memories, but uh, I, I, this I like is this is a one. very popular song. So let, let, let's hear a bit of uh, Pharrell going at it with Daft Punk. She's up all night to the sun. I'm up all night to get some. She's up all night for the fun. I'm up all night to get lucky. We're up all night to the sun. We're up all night to get some. We're up all night for good fun. We're up all night to get lucky. We're up 
That's right. Wayne is up all night to get lucky. Maybe earlier on, but not these days, Paul. <laughs> no, I can't fair. stay up all night. Uh, <laughs> we're up until 10 p.m. to get lucky. Exactly. And after that, we're going, getting some Milo and going to bed. So <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring to it, I will no, admit. I don't, I don't there you are. That's my number four oh. a song, which I really greatly enjoy. As I said, from 2013, I get lucky. Beautiful, beautiful. My number four is what I consider the epitome of a perfect pop song. It was, do you know who Kathy Dennis is, Paul? Do you remember her? Yeah, I remember you espousing her virtues. Yeah, she was this lovely red-haired um, uh, chanteuse from back in the day, which I mean, Paul immediately uh, dismisses her and ignores her. But uh, she wrote this song, and she wrote it like for like, she's been this around a big for a one. while. But it then was picked up by Britney Spears back in, well, sometime. And... <laughs> There is nothing There's like good research. <laughs> and, and this. this is nothing like good research. All right. Toxic, ladies and gentlemen, is by Britney Spears. And I believe it may be. I've never actually seen something just go off so well in a pop sensibility way before. Totally amazing stuff. Just give it a listen. Right, see, I I know it's not your jam, but like this no, is a, no, this like is a sonic wonderland. Like it absolutely like in because of her vocal limitations being very overly sultry and this and that, it still works in this song because it's almost like auto tune is like welcome here because it's dance pop playland. The more the merrier. Lots of production, I love it. Anyway, toxic Britney Spears got a new lease of life with Promising Young Woman that film from a couple of years back. Did, did it play in there? Where it did that use that sort of? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's yeah. What a show that was. Very interesting film and uh, yeah, interesting choice. Wayne did not expect that one to come up. I don't think people are going to expect my number three either to be what it is. Always keep him guessing, Polly. But I have to say that this is a pop maestro who has endured for decades. And every time you think she's done, she reinvents herself and comes back hmm. in a different particular way. And this is my favorite song of hers, even though it's from 2005. It's Madonna. Madonna, yeah. Hung Up. Oh, really? you like this one? I love this song. This song How has interesting. perpetually been on my phone in the four or five hundred songs which accompany me everywhere. You're kidding. And I will never cease, never skip it. I had no idea, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, that you like Madonna or this song. I do like Madonna. You know, Like a Prayer, obviously. Great. Like a Prayer is a banger. It actually will get me on the dance floor and I'm a man. Like a Prayer is a great song. So that sort of pop princessy sort of 80s era gave way to that sort of dark, Kind of, she's a marketing genius. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, basically telling Guy Ritchie what to do. I'm a dominatrix '90s mm -hmm, era, mm -hmm. and then we get into the 2000s where it's a bit more poppy, uh, not poppy, sorry, dancey, which is a real surprise to me because I don't like dance music. But this is bordering on yeah. the edge of uh, edge of that. But I like the wait. You like this song? Yeah, I, I'm very surprised. Did you see Madonna a few years ago bring Drake up on stage and do like a dance on him and then make out with him? And then as soon as she disengages, he almost throws up. It's watch that video on YouTube. Look, she's pretty old now. I know. Days. It's just it was a weird move anyway. Well, again, she's not and then there's been other things where she kissed. Who did she kiss? Was it Britney Spears? It was Britney and Christina Aguilera kiss right. kiss. Yeah. yeah so but that was back she when she finds could, ways you could to, get on board with it, like, to make herself relevant. Let's Absolutely. Just put it that way. Yeah, and this one she went she called ABBA songwriters Benny Anderson and Bjorn Ulvas. Yeah. And he begged she begged them for permission to sample their hit hit. 1979 song Gimme 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 Really? I didn't know and that And that's through this particular Though they, they let her use it Because it's Madonna 
That's so, you. Yeah, here it is then. It's a bit of a look at her being middle-aged, being pretty honest, hence hung up. Blown away that She's this is the song you like. Middle-aged and no longer it. getting the phone calls and the whatever she wants. Oh, that's what hung up on you means. Yeah. God. Even though, you know, I'm into you, you're not so much into me. No, I didn't even yeah. listen to the lyrics. You know what? Uh, it's note on Madonna. There's a song she did around the same era called Don't Tell Me. If you ever have occasion to look up the music video for this song, okay. right? It is probably the most aesthetic pleasing, aesthetically pleasing mm. music video I've ever seen. It's be like, cool. It's huge. Like I just can't take my eyes off it. And it's like kind of cowboy but still amazing. Um, so yeah, wonderful production. All right then, Wayne, what's your number three? Well, now, I usually pride, not pride myself on, but like I don't actually look at what you, the listener community, <laughs> uh, put in the comments. Paul fucking does what I can. I know, but then we got the same list and it's like, whatever, you know? So I actually always do my list beforehand. And every now and then, often I won't look at it until after the episode, but I took, I took a quick look this morning after having submitted my list to Paul. And I didn't know all of you liked this song. I thought I was the only bitch who liked this song this much. Uh, I am still waiting on the US government to just make this the new national anthem. Um, <laughs> but I think that this is, again, perfect pop even more so. It's party in Only the when USA. they get rid of the gun. Sorry, I was... <laughs> <laughs> no, Paul. This is the anthem. No, no. Uh, yeah, party in the USA, Miley Cyrus. Now, this is before this hoey skanky stage that she, she could have gone into, right? This is when she was still a beautiful young girl. 14 years ago. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, ago. And I think that... Well, again, this is this song sounds like pure happiness to me, but also the music video is great. So, mm, okay. um, and also the, the 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 guitar riff, which just plays over and over, is a really fun guitar riff to play. So, take a listen to "Party in the USA," everyone. Here we go. Okay, that's sort of a millennial. It's a really millennial shit look. clip. What? what? It's great. Watch what the is, whole clip. There's an Asian girl in there, Paul. You like her? <laughs> <laughs> she's just dancing in front of a fucking singing into into a microphone. If in front you look of a at flag. the whole clip, she's actually in a drive-in movie and she oh, gets okay. up. And then so after clearly, a while, clearly that chorus bit was shit. Ah uh, well, yeah, the whole clip is beautiful. Uh, but hey, anyway, one guy talking about uh, almost a billion views on that one. So not Justin Bieber, but more than Tay Tay. If you can imagine such mm. a thing. All right, Polly, your number. What, two? two? We're down at my number two, getting pretty serious now. This is uh, <laughs> this is a song which has transcended, I think, popularity across indie world and into popular music. You hear it in every third advertisement hmm. that is on TV or the like, or at least you did for a lot of years. This is 20 years old, this song. Hmm. It won the Hottest 100 the year that it came out. It's Outcasts. Hey, yeah. Uh, Fucking hell, that's my number two. Oh! <laughs> 
There you are. Nice one. So we're Did exactly you? in lockstep. Doesn't happen very often on this show. No, it doesn't, especially about music. Obviously crossovers, but not in the same spot on the list. Dude, I gotta tell you something about this song, right? Please. I saw this music, uh, this like dark documentary about the people who made the music video for this song. Now, the way that it works in that industry is often you have to you get the concept for the for the video, you set up all the production, but you never actually hear the song until like the day of the recording. This crew, they set up all. The, it's all a very sixties looking music video and all mm-hmm. those, right? They didn't know what song they were going to do. And then the morning of the actual production, when they were going to shoot and they're waiting for Andre 3000 to turn up, they played the song for themselves. Oh, this is the song we're shooting. And apparently the entire studio of however many 30, 40 people listened to this song. And after it ended, they just was silence for like 10 seconds. And they went, are you kidding me? We get to do that song? Because it was immediately apparently apparent that it was the it was, most it was gonna kill. gangster fucking wicked song ever. They said, I can't wait to do this. and Because Andre can't fucking play instruments. Did you know that? Who? Andre 3000 really? cannot play instruments. He actually, um, for this, on this music video, he's playing the guitar and stuff. Mm-hmm. He had to get someone to show him the, um, the chord fingers. So that he it's didn't... pretty straightforward from memory. Chord progression. It is very, it yeah. is. But like, even so, he, he, he tonally hums something and then produces it on Pro Tools. Wow. That's how, and he's still this big. Do you know what I mean? Can you imagine being that guy and not and being This is one of the first songs where he fronted and, and sang. Yeah, because he was in um, Outcast. Yeah. So, and he was, well, this um, is Outcast. Uh, oh, it is Outcast. Yes. You're right. Sorry. But we always know those two did separate projects. Like, and then they yep. released an album that was joint or something. Anyway, so, uh, but yeah, Outcast, let's hear it. It's fucking great. And we can go, but that's you've also managed to find a bass boosted version on YouTube. Yes, because I think it's important, Paul. <laughs> All right, here we go. because we don't have the rights. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> by the way, that may not sound particularly bass boosted to you, but no. because the production itself is a 60s song, he all, uh, you, he it's a bit like Kanye West where he he evens out the high and the low end, so it sounds a little bit more old. Okay. And so that is as bassy as it gets, but it's still great. So there you go. There you are. I'm amazingly in lockstep. Now, I do want to point the finger at our cast, however, and, and Andre 3000, if he wrote this song. You... Should not shake a Polaroid picture, as That's we right. learned last night. That's right. At a the party actual... that we went to, mm-hmm. and then I went and googled it to be sure. And it says, if you shake your print, there is the off chance you might create unwanted bubbles or marks between some of the layers, causing flaws. Because in the you're final literally moving, image. pushing the yeah, pushing the uh, the ink along, and yeah, it doesn't work out. So yeah, so. thanks for that, outcast. Yes. Shake it like a Polaroid picture, like people used to do, but he doesn't necessarily recommend you do. <laughs> No, he does. He does. There you are. He's advertising it. That's he is. good enough. All he right. Um, that means it's back to me, right? For my number one. Yeah, man. Run us through 10 through two for me. My 10, The Weekend's Blinding Light. Number nine, Niles Barkley with Crazy. Lady Gaga, Poker Face at eight. Tay shaking it off at number seven. Pumped Up Kicks, Foster the People, number six. For my number five, it's Gorillas. We're going to hear what Wayne's choice is very shortly. Mm-hmm. I had Feel Good Inc. Pharrell Williams joining with Daft Punk and Nile Rogers for Get Lucky at my number four. To Wayne's surprise, Madonna's hung up at number three. Number two, our joint Hey Ya from Outcast. And my number one, I have to give thanks to my wife for reminding me of this song last night. I'd forgotten. I don't know how I forgot. Yeah. I think in my head I'd put this as 1999, but no, it's from 2004. It's Gwen Stefani <laughs> moving away from No Doubt with her first song. I don't, it's not Hollaback Girl. It's not Hollaback Girl. It's what you're waiting for, which is my favorite song really? of hers by a million fucking miles. Oh my god, you and Chris Rock both love Gwen Stefani. It's a thing he did. Okay. Yeah. She so what happened here 
is Linda Perry from Nor- Four Non Four Non Blondes uh-huh. right, fame. She approached her at the end of a big tour and basically said, "I want to work with you to do something solo." And Gwen Stein uh, was a bit awkward and a bit hard to do. And they rocked up there. They had a five day window where Linda Perry was available. So Gwen Stein rocked up. Didn't really have any idea what to do. And then apparently broke down in tears in the first day. And so Linda Perry said to her, look, I'm going to challenge you to do X, Y, Z. That's a challenge. Okay. And that forms the basis of this whole song. Like she didn't think she was ready to be a solo artist. She needed the, you know, the support of all her bandmates around her. Mm. What you're waiting for is what are you waiting for to kick off your career, to go in this other direction? I wonder how her bandmates felt about that. Yeah, well, but <laughs> the very first bit is what an amazing time. It's this piano ballad thing. Mm. And that's her ode to No Doubt saying, you got me here. Really? Which is really lovely, I think, as well. Do you remember No Doubt? Because they were Scar Band. And Scar had this like brief moment in the sun yes. where it was like Mighty Mighty Boston's and that sort of sound, the Scar, Scar Band. Yeah, but with that amazing song, which if we ever did this kind of thing, 90s kind of, yeah. No Doubt, Don't Speak. Don't Speak. I like Spiderwebs better. Amazing. I love yeah. Don't Speak, yeah. that song. So Gwen Stefani, I've kind of followed as a result of that song. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. And this one is my favorite pop song of the last 23 wow, years. Wow, that's huge. By some discernible difference. Again, it's never been off my playlist along with Outcasts, Hey Ya, uh, and Madonna's Hung Up. But God, this one I like love on. so, so much. What you're waiting for then is my number one. Here it is. I am su- I, 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 I don't care for that song, Paul, so I'm Ooh. really surprised that you like it. Yeah. It's like, wow. Don't just like it. Actually, Love it a lot. It makes sense. Um, <laughs> wow, okay. It doesn't hurt that she's exceptionally attractive as well. She's a, she's a very skinny girl. Not not a lot up top, but she's a very pretty girl. <laughs> there were Wayne's so, out. <laughs> no, I'm not okay. out. I'm not out. I'm saying. <laughs> um, but okay, well, that's... Uh, wow, look at that. There look we at are. That. Learned something new, ladies and gentlemen. new things, Wayne. All right. Which is your favorite gorilla song and why is it here? Okay, we'll just go 10 to 1. It was Tay-Tay with fucking Style and then Harry Styles' music for a sushi restaurant. 8, Leave Before You Love Me, Jonas Brothers, yeah. Uh, 7, Dynamite by BTS. 6, Sorry by Justin Bieber. 5, Post Malone Circles. 4, Toxic by Britney Spears. 3, Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. 2, Hey Ya, Just Like Pauly. And my number 1 is this song called... It's actually a remix of their song, but it's a, it's released on the Gorillaz thing. It's called 19-2000 Soul Child Remix. Oh, a remix. I know. Look and the original version isn't as good as this guy's remix, but they all put their brand on it. So it's all of them going out. Now, I was almost like, is this pop? Because it's a little, it's just so weird. But the thing is, um, I think uh, of all of them, this is the one that makes me the happiest. And that's what I think pop music is. It's yeah, happiness. Okay. Makes you know? happy. Get it. So, uh, but I just love all of the... I, I don't see Wayne, Wayne's this. comment here, number one on the list. I prefer this one over the original, to be honest. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a thousand times better than the original. So Whoa. It is. It is so much better. Check out uh, Gorilla's 19-2000 Soul Child remix. <laughs> Get the cool. 
I like the way you just decided that because you always give me more than twenty seconds, and you decide I'll just fucking sing the back end of whatever it is that well, Paul's is not it, playing. Isn't it thirty seconds? That's all. No, it's twenty. It's twenty. Yeah. Okay, we've really got to get that license thing. Yep. Well, uh, I, I presented <laughs> it to you. Like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, let's do it. Green light. Okay. <laughs> and that is my number one, ladies and gentlemen. There we are. That's Alice. We got to do some honorable mentions. I've only got two. Okay, I got all I could bring. Give me your two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Happy. <laughs> Go on. Oh, you say, are you playing it? By Pharrell Williams. No, I'm going to oh, play, okay, okay. play it. And Royals by Lord. Really? You like that one? That's yeah. funny. Again, um, that was kind of cross going into indie-ness world. So I was like... Eh. Well, again, it's, it was popular, so it's mm-hmm. pop. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, I got some real embarrassing... Well, actually, you know what? Forget You by CeeLo Green or Fuck You by CeeLo Green is actually the original one. Oh, yeah. You know, yep. Great song. Uh, Little Secrets by Passion Pit. Love those people. Uh, Stacey's Mom by Fountains of Wayne. Was that this, this millennium? Yeah. I thought it was last millennium. Okay. I know. It seems like it. You know, friends for them take me out. Yeah, it's too. It's, it's too alternative. It's too alternative. Yeah, would have been, yeah. been my number one. Yeah. So, um, and uh, let's see. You know what? A real hero by College and Electric Youth. Again, mm-hmm. I it's poppy sounding, but I don't know what it is. But that would have been it's a good song. That would have been on my list. Like and, that song a lot too. It's on my on yeah. my iTunes. And I missed you by Blink One Eight Two. There it is. There we are. That's Alice. What about yours? We wrap up every episode of the countdown with your feedback at the topic at hand in a segment that we call the Pop Ten. Talk about Pop Ten. Talk about. Kicking off this week's Pop 10 with John Amento, one of the hosts of the Pint, uh, Pint Podcast. What can I say? Pint of Comics. Sorry, John. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, by Outcast is the clear winner. That song is everything a pop song should be. Wow. I wanted that way by the Backstreet Boys. It's yeah, pretty much boy. a perfect pop song, and I unashamedly sing along to it every time. And Pink is pretty rad, but she is beyond rad when she hits us with So What. That song is incredible, and her voice is really strong. Not a Pink fan myself. Okay. Well, but I want to say a big shout out to John, who's been through a really tough period lately. We are, you are in our thoughts and prayers. Thank you, bro. Good, sir. Then Joey DiCarlo from the So Wizard podcast. And I got nothing other than this absolute banger by my number one woman crush of all time. It's Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani. So clearly, <laughs> you guys be hanging Joey out together. and I <laughs> can share some notes at some particular point. Thank you, Joey. And then Nicole Presley, patron of the show, said, this is a great topic. The, it's really hard, though. The 21st century is so wild. I'm going to divide it into 2000, 2010, and 2011, 2020. No need to read this all on air, Paul. Okay, I won't read it all, but I will list the songs from both decades because you are a patron of the show, and thank you for your support. Nicole, 2000, Single Ladies from Beyonce, number one. Number two, Bootylicious. 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 By Destiny's Child. And Circus by Britney Spears, number three. In 2011, Happy by Pharrell Williams. Uh-huh. Taylor Swift's Blank Space. Yeah, baby. Is that the one you had? That's the other one. Oh, the other one. And number three, Lady Gaga's Born This Way. So at least we're getting the artists right, if not yep, yep. the actual tracks. The aforementioned B Dizzle from the We Watch The Thing podcast had his ruling out indie pop and singing to top of the charts type stuff. Number three, Party in the USA yeah. by Miley Cyrus. Feel Good Inc. by The Grills number two. Mm-hmm. And there is no greater pop song, says B Dizzle, than mm. Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> I have it on. All, I don't know what it is. I have it on oh all my, my Spotify playlists, including my heavy rock one, because I am never not in the mood for it. I am so surprised. Kylie Rae Jepsen was from like American Idol or some shit, right? right? And she had this one that hit that "Call Me Maybe" was this weird like hit that just happened to drop, and everyone loved it for some reason. Okay, I'm, it's it's catchy, but I'm surprised this is number one. There you go. There you are. Okay, Wayne's surprised. I don't know what it is. So, well, I'm Billy. Yay! Uh, Jesse Dixon had "Umbrella" by Rihanna. Ella, Ella. Nope. Eh, yeah, okay. I'm also don't know this one, Rolling the Deep by Adele. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And this one I do know, number one, Uptown Funk by Mark Robson and Bruno Mars. Yeah, that's a it's a cute little song. Good song. Josh Ragland, patron of the show, said, Hey Yeah by Outcast, Crazy by Niles Barkley, and Paper Planes by MIA. Yeah, I love that song. Again, didn't think it was pop, but there you are. All such earworms, but in the best possible way. 
Yash Kumar, who I may have read on the show once before, but I'm not sure, but thank you, Yash, for your contribution. Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake, number three. Interesting. Number two, Umbrella, again, by Rihanna. And number one, Heya by Outcast. Ooh, very popular. So I was our top little page of the show. said, can't get you out of my head by Kylie Minogue, for sure. <laughs> Dance and Shout by Shaggy. And I Love You, <laughs> Always Forever, Betty Who. Uh, I don't know the last one. Okay, that's a remake of the of the of an older song. It is actually pretty fun. Okay. It's great. Nice. Dan Rusky, again, maybe the first time you contribute to the show. Thank you, Dan. One, two, three, four by Feist. All these things that I've done by The Killers. I ruled out The Killers. I thought they were too kind of alternative rocky for me. Yeah, they're cool. But like cool. totally fine with a listener coming back with that one. And Paper Planes by MIA again. Feist is a Canadian chanteuse who is actually amazing. And that's and I, I would not have called her pop. But there you go. Okay. Really great. Lloyd Green, the other co-host of the Pint podcast, said Bruno Mars, Uptown Funk, Maroon 5, Harder to Breathe, and CeeLo Green, Fuck You. So there you are. Yeah. Maroon 5's overlooked. They get a lot of heat because of the guy, but I think, I think right, they got great songs. Trying to bang 23 other women when his wife's at That's home. his whole thing. Yeah, yeah. okay. Can't imagine why <laughs> he's defending I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming up so fucking bad in this show. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. It ain't like that, people. I'm throwing wine on the bus. <laughs> It was probably true once upon a time. It's, not it's, so true it's anymore. Funny though, so not I, so true. So let's, let's go with it. <laughs> it's hard to get rid of a badge once you've worn it for a while. <laughs> Jonathan Kidd had Skyfall from Adele at number three, pumped up Kicks from Foster the People, and Party in the USA, Miley Frickin' Cyrus. Yeah, baby. At number one. Nick Orton said, Read all about it, part three from Amelia Sunday. Uh, okay. okay. Somebody I used to know from Gautier featuring mm. Kimber. I thought about that one because it would all, would be on my list because it was a big feature for a while. A, I've gotten really sick of that song. <laughs> but B, it was I think it's low. too indie for, for my liking. It's very low slung, sure. And Another Love by Tom O'Dell. Again, not knocking Nick's choice. That's mm. perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is, totally and cool. Another it's, Love. It's definitely popular. Tom O'Dell? I don't know that one. No, okay. We don't, no, sorry, Tom, Nick, we fucked that one up. And the last one, wrapping up today with Mel Walker, Real Real from the Sleigh Bells. Don't know that one. That's not my name from the Ting Tings. That one I do know. I do know that one. It's very alternative, but if that's pop, then that's a good song. I like it. Again, it's beady and fast, so who knows? Yeah. And all about that bass from Megan Trainor. Oh, really? Don't know that one either. Oh, you you would hate that one, Paul. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I will take your word for it. Thank you to everyone who got back to us. Sorry, I couldn't get through all the feedback. Thank you to everyone who does get back to us. Got a nice amount this week. We and, love you. Uh, we're building back up again after some time away from the mic. That's it for today's episode, episode 447. It's a show, people. Top 10 pop songs of the 21st century. Wayne, what's happening next week for episode 448? How the fuck should I know, Paul? <laughs> probably because <laughs> we haven't decided. We haven't we? decided, have we? No. We will get back to you on that one. We will. Darling. We'll just leave all that in. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> we're getting more and more candid as we march towards episode 500. That's how we roll. Hey, we're epi- march towards episode 450. Is that a celebration? Do we care anymore at 450 or is it only 100s that matter at that not point? Not if we're going to do 500. Okay. Well, yeah. make, are we, we going to do 500? How long would that take, Paul? A year. <laughs> Literally, from this point, today, a year from now, would be 500. Why not? Next week. All right, there you are. We're, <laughs> we're committing to go to 500, but no further. Maybe 500 might be. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll talk again closer to the time. Exactly. Ladies, ladies. We go year, year by year on yeah, this show. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we are going to continue. If 450 was last one, we would probably now let you know two weeks about <laughs> <laughs> We'll come back on that one. Wayne, how did a good folk get in touch with us or indeed feedback on the subject? Subject? Anything? Yeah. Get back yet. to us. Well, Google us to find all of our socials and join us up there. Hit the countdown podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us and the countdown podcast dot sorry dot com. Uh, if you want to see our web page. That's about it. <laughs> it was so badly phrased, but yeah, well I kind of fucked around <laughs> with it. <laughs> I think they've heard it by now. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know, 
Follow us on Podbean, like and host, fo- host, host, follow the show there. Uh, if I may give one last shout out, and this will be the final one, I do promise to my side project slashes. It's finished, it's wrapped up. Go and check it out now. It's complete. Go check it out. Your journey through 1989, 1984 of the slasher movie subgenre with Jason, whose brainchild it was from Binge Movies. Also check out his show. And Megan from Spoiler Piece Theatre. Also check out her show. As wonderful co-hosts had a great time putting that show together. And I hope those who have listened have enjoyed it too. The, uh, the people who have fed us back have been nothing but delightful. You know, normally after about 30, 40 bits of feedback, you get someone who just goes, this is shit, you cunts. <laughs> we haven't had that. <laughs> Trust me, that, uh, that does that happen for us. Oh, it happens to us. Oh, Look, that. if you're popular at all, people are going to hate you. I remember you, that so first that. negative episode, uh, negative view. I'm like, oh man, maybe we're doing it the wrong way. It's like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> when you've gotten heat oil whole life after a while, it just becomes Teflon. <laughs> so it was a very helpful discussion that we had that day. That is it for us today. Thank you so much for joining us this latest music episode. Let's see whether people are very upset with my list. I'm sorry if I've offended you. I know nah, it's nah, not nah, my nah. strong They're more point. likely to be pissed by my no, own. So. Not at all. Thank you again. My name is Paul. My name's Wayne. And this has been The Soundboard. Pop music. <laughs> 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 Catch you next time. See ya. Yeah.